Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast. Here with Benji as always for the Team SD Works 2022 preview. Our show partner as always, is LaCole, who produced performance cycling apparel. Now, winter is heavily upon us in the Northern Hemisphere at the moment. So if you want to get any winter kit, LaCole have you covered. They have a new winter training kit for indoor riding to keep you, even though it's winter, to keep you cool on those indoor rides. So if you want to check out LaCole, it's at LaCole.cc. They have you covered for all your kit needs, indoor and outdoor, for winter. But SD Works, the best-ranked women's team last year by a fair margin, 33 UCI wins, which is 11 more than the next best Movistar at 22, 11 World Tour wins, GC, the Giro Rosa, La Course, LBL, many, many other uh, victories throughout the year. Absolutely stacked team, to be honest. They And AVDB sort of semi-retiring, mid-year um but how would you rate their their season benji which almost couldn't be better yep it's a great season as simple as that getting the entire top three of giro rosa is a bit crazy looking back in hindsight and the way they are uh, one that lbl very tactically was awesome von der bregen taking another one of those la flesh wallons we've got uh strade with Van den Broek block. So it's it's not that one rider is winning all their races. Yes, Van der Bregen was a significant amount of those victories. But I do think that the rest of the squad also has that. But what's interesting is that if you look at LBL Thumb, for example, Amy Volering won that, but she would have had a harder time winning that if Van der Bregen was not there. So I think that's the factor of this podcast that will be the most important part of discussions on whether have they or will they be able to replace Anna Van der Bregen over the coming years. And will their leadership be good enough to keep this flow of results going in the coming in the coming years? And uh, I think that's the main topic we're going to be talking about as well. And as of recording, um, obviously Amy Peters, who won Women's Tour stage uh, last year, had a bad accident whilst uh, training in the preseason. Uh, the Dutch rider, so she's currently still in hospital. And, yeah, thoughts of the LCB podcast, me and Benji, to Amy Peters and her family. And we hope she gets back to fighting fitness as, as soon as possible and recovers okay. But otherwise, SD Works, they a big year of change, I think, Benji, with Anna van der Bregen going to become a DS, Jolene Dora, who was not the dominant sprinter, as dominant sprinter anymore, Belgian retiring, I think. Caroline Canuel also leaving the Canadian, who was, yeah, a really good domestic, 33 years old. And she, yeah, I think she's she's moving on. So she's she's a miss as a domestic. Dora's a miss and AVDB is irreplaceable. Also, Nicola Noskova, is uh i don't know where she's gone man she was 24 she doesn't seem to have a team for next year anyway avdb gone benji for me volering is the clear replacement 
I think so as well. But the question is, can she fill the entire gap that Anna van der Breggen leaves? And I think that's going to be difficult. And I think that's where the signings potentially come in to strengthen following in races and to make the team even more of a strong block because uh, Van der Breggen was a significant part of the team. Let's be honest, when the races were written that she wasn't winning, she was part of the uh, victory by folding into a domestique role last minute. We said it already that LBL is a perfect example of that. And the signings that come in is a Kopecky and a Reuser. And I think those are extremely good signings. We spoke about Reuser the entire season, basically, mainly for her time trial abilities. When she, I think, got uh, second at the Olympic Games ITT, she got uh, first at the European uh, ITT. Then we've got Worlds, at which she got second once again, just after Van Dijk. So she's one of the best time trialists in the world. And a very versatile one, certainly. She got third at Tuda. Swiss women, but when we look at the likes of a tour of Norway, and that's the interesting one for me, on the uh, climbing finish, she got fourth, and that's a very good result when we look at potential stage races in the future where time trialing and climbing is combined, and yes, the team already has strong riders in that, Amolman is also a great climber, we've got Volering who did great at women's tour, but it was also pretty damn good on the Laguna Zanaya finish, better than I expected personally, uh, so ZWorks already has those, candid those candidates, but this is a replacement in those areas. I'm not sure it's going to fill up the gap, but it's going to fill up a part of the gap, certainly. What do you think of that signing first? Well, I, I think they, they got the best time trials in the world and they got one of the best one-day riders in the world coming in. It's it's hard to do better than that and, and Royce is still improving and you'd think the equipment at SC Works maybe will get even better in the TT. So, yeah, I think she can, as you said, in a... A healthy aging tour, Benji, against Elamandeicher. You'd think that Marlon Royster can be trying to take that throne from her. And then Kopecky, you know, this isn't the hot take section, but I, I think Kopecky's a better one-day rider than Demi Vollering. And I disagree. I think Vollering, I look at the the manner of her victories and I, I want to give 0.5 of them to AVDB. Like, even the course, the way AVDB baited Voss and Kapeki Benji, she had limited team support this uh, last year at Live. She had to close a lot of attacks herself. She's very, very fast, punchy. She gets over hills better than one would think. And I think she had a, an issue at Roubaix with, and she crashed out of the riders. But puncture at RVV, puncture at Strade Bianche. So yeah. you're right that she had very bad luck at the start of the season. But when I look at Kapeki, I see a a way to ride differently with this team. In the past, we've always seen, except for LBL, that they continuously attack one by one until one of them gets away. Vandenbroek Black is a perfect example for that. Estrade Bianche, for example. We've seen victories of Vandenbroek in the past in a similar way. We've seen Volring try and do so in certain races where I would have expected her to be the candidate sitting back and go for the final sprint if it comes down to a sprint, but she did it anyway. I think that Kopecky is the rider that you keep in the group behind now, and they can now decide to either attack one by one and keep Kopecky in the peloton or in the group in the likes of again Twevelgem, or they can simply ride for Kopecky if the group has no riders that are better than Kopecky in sprinting. So they've got a different kind of dynamic going on, and that's what I love about a transfer like this. It's very similar to what we spoke about on the Trek Segafredo women's podcast when Balsamo is joining Trek. Very similar dynamics, and I wonder if the combination of Trek having that aspect and this team, as D-Works having an aspect, is going to make for different racing in the classic season. 
I think so because they were not happy to go to sprints with Voss. Amstel Gold Race, for example, they saw that Vollering couldn't beat Voss there. Voss won pretty comfortably. And then LBL, it was Operation Drop Mariana Voss, which they succeeded in doing so. And then Lacourse put Voss under pressure. Kopecky, I think, is faster than Vollering. And that's why, as Benny said, it gives him a different angle. I don't think Kopecky gets over the climbs necessary in uh, Amstel Gold Race and LBL. Uh, Olympic Olympic Games fourth, but they're not as close to the finish. Sort of a different race. She didn't she didn't do them this year. Um, yeah, I think I think she can. I think she can because because you got to remember who's going to set the pace. If it's SD Works Benji, they control the pace. Maybe Trek try something. Well, they probably have to. But mm-hmm. the reason LBL was so fast this year was because. Anna van der Breggen, the best GC rider in the uh, in the year up to that point, was like, I'm going to launch it on this climb and drop Voss. So I think given that they are the strongest team, they can control the pace. Could have Dejean not be the riders that are spicing things up by attacking with an Utrupludwig and a Grace Brown that might cause the likes of a Kopecky not being able to follow the group behind. That's where I'm looking at the danger because Trek also has that Balsamo option and again, the Abraham and so forth. But we're looking at the team of uh, FDG and we see that Caponi is a sprinter there so I'm like perhaps they'll be the more, more attacking team then so yeah it's all discussions about potential races and how they're going to be ridden but I love that they have this new aspect to their squad and that we're likely going to see it in a certain race and I can't wait to see the first time this tactical stuff is happening because uh, everybody knows we love talking about tactics on this podcast exactly they still as I said you can't replace AVDB but you can do the best you can and they've got Kind of Blanca Vance, who barely yeah. did any road races, 20 years old, who I presume will be focusing more on it next year. We've got Lonica Unikin, 21, who showed a lot of potential. Best heat time trials to Roissa, one of the best one-day races, and Belgian, Lotica Pecky. Um, it's a ridiculous team once again. So, yeah, I, I think SD Works are going to be the strongest team next year again. And the Fisher Black, 21, who was good in 2021. They... Very, very, very well-balanced team. I, the only issue I see, Benji, is uh, allocations of responsibility. Who is going to do what AVDB did? Is Danny Vollering going to be going to do that for Kopecky? That's a very good question. But I think that they should make a, make it happen. Like it's This team can win on different terrains. Each of these riders can win, but... In a team like this, you need, to, you need to look at the best option to win. And if if people are not willing to settle that out, you've got enough riders that are good in this team to put them on the sideline. Antal van der Rook-Black will be retiring after the Classics, I believe. So I think if they were a little bit weaker in one place, it would be the Classics going forward. I think Vash is going to save that. You reckon? Like Even like Hen yeah. Wevelhem RVV sort of race. I think Kopecky is Hen Wevelhem territory. I think RVV is Vash territory in the future. I'm not saying oh he's, she's instantly going to kill everybody in that race. No, I think that she's got a, a proper chance of becoming a RVV favorite in the in the next three years. She came fourth at Worlds. She's ridiculous <laughs> after not really doing any road racing in 2021. Yeah. And even on that Seratizi challenge, we had the stage where Kopecky won just ahead of Longoborghini. It was a tiny hill in the last two kilometers, in the last kilometer, really, an uphill sprint, basically, where Lotte Kopecky, 
and Longoborghini were sprinting against each other. I think Longoborghini was the one sprinting up the climb, and then Longoborghini just went from her wheel and ended up winning the final sprint. But Vaj was fourth on that, so she definitely has that kick as well. And I think if she bolsters that a bit, if she finds the perfect places to use that kick, then she can definitely start winning those races in the future. So those sort of classics, Chem Vevochem, Omlop, and Shelter Price, I am going with Chantal van der Broek Black, Majerus, Kopecky as leader, Cicchini, uh, Reusser, and uh, Anna, Sh- maybe not Anna Shackley, I don't know. Um, she's also 20 years old and she did mostly um, sort of hilly races, stage races, not Anna Shackley, no. So that's the, I'm going with Kopecky as leader, Vandenbroek Black as attacking options and maybe Unikin for non-World Tour uh, classics. Any disagreement there, Benji? I think I would dare to put Volering in as well as she also did both the Cobbles and the Hills in 2021. True. And I would also dare to do that. Just make sure that you don't uh, peak at Omlo because then you can't win RVV and the likes of Hill Classics anymore in my opinion. So it needs to be a build-up, start off slowly and make sure you build into Omlop and Strade to then be the, one of the at your best at RVV and the Hill Classics. She didn't do RVV this year, which is interesting. Oh, no, she did. It was at the start of the year. It was her, it's her third race of the year. Yep. So, yeah, so as Benny was saying, a slow build to RVV, not much racing before RVV. Um, it's unusual. And she was on sort of peak form at Liège. So, yeah. I guess agree with what Ben you said, volering there, but maybe Kopecky as leader, although she still came fifth. Strade, I guess you send a similar squad, to be honest. All those rides we mentioned and Vash. Uh, when it comes to Hill Classics? Mm. Or just Strade in particular. Yeah, I would certainly put Vash in there. I would also, I'm not sure if we said Vash for the couple Classics, but I put it in there as well. Uh, personally, I just don't know how much she's going to be racing road-wise in terms of all these races already because I think she's still going uh, the uh, cyclocross races as well. So I don't know when that season ends and when the road season starts. So obviously don't want to uh, overdo a rider like that at that age, but I would certainly put her in the likes of an Amstel. I uh, don't know about LBL. I'm not 100% certain because I haven't seen her climb these five-kilometer hills yet. And that's something I need to see before I put her in LBL. Obviously, um, for the new World Tour stage races coming in, like Basque and Romandy, I, I think you've got to give Norman Passio some leadership and spread it around a little bit. And Royce, so I'd have GC leaders at various races as Vollering, Norman Passio, and uh, Marlon Royce for the flatter ones with uh, a decent TT in them. And I think they will be consistently coming T3. What about Nee Fisher Black, Benji? Would you give her a chance to lead the team on GC at, say, a, I don't know, Burgos or something? It's difficult, you know, because we've got all these additions to the World Tour calendar that there are options to send youngsters to these races and have an opportunity. What I'd like to see the future of women's cycling kind of fold into is that Giro Rosa becomes the place they sent their youngsters to and the Tour de France Femme is the, uh, the place they sent their leaders to. And... I'm not sure I'd put Nifisha Black in a leader role already at the Giro Rosa, despite her being ninth actually this year. But you've got a Mormon, you've got a Volring, you've got Royzer who can also do decent in races like that. Asia has so shown in that Norwegian one, the Tour of Norway. So, uh, ah, it's difficult. I would dare to give her at least a chance at one of these one-week races, but it doesn't need to be the Giro Rosa yet, I think. 
I'd give it Jiro Rosa because yeah. I want I want Volering. The others need to be on for TDFF. Yeah, and yeah, I'd get, I'd throw that because I want but I'd want Moulin Passio to be no TT in the Tour de France farm. So Roiser might fit better in the Giro Rosa. True, true. Maybe send both. Well, not both. Give them both a chance. And Anna Shackley is as domestique probably in both. And Lonica Unikin for the sprints. Whereas, I mean, Chantal van Black will be retired at that point. Tour, I'm going Nee Fisher Black, Domestique, Majerus, Kopecky, Mullen Passio, Royce of Volering, Vash. <laughs> just send the whole stack squad, to be honest. Maybe Cicchini <laughs> as well. Um, just got to throw everything at it. Yeah, quite certainly. Uh, so um, basically, I um, I think Kopecky also is in the. Tour de France farm then, right? I don't know if you said that. Yeah, Kopecky, yeah. 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 Uh, I sent her as the sprinter so, for stage one. Yeah, certainly. Uh, when it comes to Vash, I think I would put her in the Giro Rosa as well because oh, I yeah. don't think sending her directly to the Tour de France farm is uh, warranted. Uh, she's a bit young. And again, I don't know how busy her road calendar already is going to be this year. So it's curious with all these kind of riders like we had in the men's uh, world with Wout van Aert and Van Der Poel and then Pitcock, the way they went from doing cyclocross and mountain bike to road. It's impossible for us to know how many races she's going to be doing, Vash, but I hope a lot because uh big fan. So the over-unders now, or we've picked their teams, the over-unders for the women ST Works team in 2022, 11 World Tour wins in 2021, which is an unbelievable year for them. We do have more races coming online, so I'm going to set the over-under at 11.5, Benji. I'm taking the under i'm taking the hmm i'm taking the under as well because i feel like the other teams are also strengthening themselves which yeah. is going to make the transition to uh from having van der breggen to not having van der breggen harder although i do think that their team has quality like in elena cecchini she can sprint at the giro rossa but i don't think she's going to win stage at the giro rossa so that's where i'm seeing a lacking uh ability there uh, obviously we're talking about Van der Breggen, but hopefully Amy Peters pulls through and fully recovers from what she's going through right now. Um, but they're going to be missing her quite certainly for a majority of the part of the season if she, uh, well, if she shows up at the end of the season still. So I don't know. So that's an extra factor that is missing. It's not only Van der Breggen that is missing this year. So um, and Chantal yeah. Van der Broek Black, you know, yeah. not the whole year. So. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Norsgaard, what if she improves a little bit, Benji, and now at Scheldepre, no, that's not what to write, at, at Henvevelhem or these other races, it's it's Norsgaard taking more wins. I think we both kind of expect that from Movistar for them to win a bit more. And, and I expect Trek to be stronger, as you said, and DSM, Fevers, FDJ, exactly, with Grace Brown. I think this year might not be the issue yet. I think next year they might have an issue if they don't find suitable transfers to replace the people that are... Uh leaving then as well like a vulnerable blog being gone and so forth yeah and i'm also a little bit lower on demi volering than maybe I other am. people are <laughs> um, i think her winning let's say the course is monument level her she won the age the course and one women's tour gc i i don't see her winning that level of one day race in 2022 um i don't think she wins a one day race at world is tour. that your hot take yeah i feel it's a hot take um, I think that Majerus is going to podium Paris Ouvert Femme. Ooh, that's that's a, that's a nice that's a nice pick. Yeah, 
And I think Vash, let's do a hot take with her. She's going to podium RVV. Let's do it. I think Vash is like going to be just a ridiculous level. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hope so. It's fun. I think Kopecky wins three, nah, four world tour races at least. I think Vash okay. wins the world championships and um, two world tour one day races. Who's better in Hindwevelgem uh, when you see that Trexig Afredo has balsam when Kopecky is being sent for his D-Works, who of the two wins the sprint? Um, Bibis. <laughs> Balsamo. Okay. With a leader, I think pretty pretty good. Um, although her Valkyrie leader was often not bad. I probably I like Kopecky on a little uphill finish, Benji. Well, Chanskers? One- I think Kopecky... Yeah, uh, we haven't seen. We don't know what the women's course looks like exactly, nor the men's. Uh, to be honest, I mean, I mean, Will Champ's curse of uh, Balsamo could lead her to losing. Oh, the curse! The curse! Yeah. Nah, I don't. I don't believe in it. I think okay. that was twenty nineteen underrated season. Actually, um, okay. Nah, I think. Yeah, I think GC wise, Nee Fisher Black steps up as well. I just, I just worry about the chemistry in the team. But yeah. I guess they got AV to be in the car now to tell people, you know. I think the team loses the Giro Rosa. To who? I don't know. I haven't <laughs> thought about that yet. I just think they're going to lose it because they're going to focus on Tour de France fun, which is good. Brody Chapman, GC leader for FDJ. Oh, the dream. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's not going to happen, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Mulman's pretty good. Or, or their other eyes. But yeah, that was the SD I think works. Mulman is going to the Tour de France fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moomin yeah. will definitely be on TDFF. Yeah, yeah. As GC backup, as yeah, because um, she's kind of their. I think she's their best, like long climber. Almost, she's so good on long climbs. And we've got a couple of those at the back end of the t- tour. Yeah, she she'll be peaking for that, and she can obviously podium it. I just don't know where they go for her or Volering. I, I have a feeling Benji is going to be AVV, and then SD Works two three is my predict- prediction for the TDFF. Um, I don't know if they know how to beat ABV at that. But yeah, that was the SD Works preview. Obviously, still a stacked team, still the deepest team with Marlon Royce and, and Kopecky coming on board, an embarrassment of riches. And we look forward to seeing what they can do next year in the post AVDB rider era. Till the next one. Ciao.